Hey everyone, my name is Brandon Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Super Lit Podcast. Yay! No, do it right! <laughs> Intro music. Superlip Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books and, it seems now, media about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hi. So, um, when I say media, I mean TV shows, movies, uh, like audio record- audio recordings. Um, <laughs> Visual images moving in front of you. <laughs> um, I mean, not... The missing visuals from Beyonce, but I mean, we are the visuals and there are rules. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, we were talking about Heartstopper. Sophie and I decided to watch season one in all of like two days. Finally, yeah, truly. I Mm -hmm. like to sometimes watch things when there's more than like eight episodes to watch, you know, nothing wrong with that. Oh, nothing wrong with that. No, I love to watch a show after the hype is dipped because then I know it's good. Yeah. Also, Alice Osman. Osman? 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 I think Osman, unless you're British. Osman. Osman? Alice Osman. Osman? Osman? (laughs) Um, Alice, the person who uh, wrote the comic, I believe wrote and illustrated the comic, um, which is the TV show. And also wrote the show. Yeah. Oh, and the show too? I mean, every episode ends with written and created by Alice Osman. So I oh. am assuming. Yeah, it's. I didn't realize that. I, I guess I did notice it, but I guess I didn't realize that she had been doing the TV show, too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of wild. It's kind of amazing. And that's yeah. why it's so good. We've read <laughs> two books by Alice, and I've read Heartstopper, the comic, um, like, as it was updating live. So... Where am I? Where do I read that? I think maybe on webtoons. It's on webtoons. Yeah, that seems like where I watch it. Or let me see webtoons or tapas. I was reading it on tapas. I think. Mm. But yeah, I haven't necessarily read any of the like new episodes of the or like pages of the comic. Um, But I think I read pretty thoroughly up until the TV show like came out. So it was like up until I want to say like last year reading Mm -hmm. it pretty religiously. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Like I love their Mm -hmm. work and you know, I'm sure we've, yeah, yeah, we've uh, read two of their books, um, radio silence and loveless. Loveless. We both Mm -hmm. loved radio silence boots house town. One of the best books I've ever read. Yeah. Still, truly, probably. Honestly, I should reread it and see. Actually, I didn't read it. I listened to the audiobook. The audiobook was great. If you want to read the book, I have it down here in my room. I might grab it from you later. Yeah, please. Since we're talking about radio silence. Yes. 
I would like to scream into the microphone for a second Uh-oh. because I did. Okay. So we watched the first season and I have never, I had not read the comic. It is on my um, TBR forever. Cause I love mm. Alice's work. Yeah. Um, but I had not read it. And I, we finished the first season. I was like, all right, let me read up until where season one ends, which is surprisingly not very far into the comic. No, it's really not. <laughs> like at all. It's um, like literally like maybe <laughs> the first chapter. <laughs> it's like the first, I think it's like the first three chapters, but yeah. they're like 3.1, Which is like, I think but, like book one. Yeah. Not yeah. barely anything. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. Anyway. Um, Aled from Radio Silence is a regular character in the Heartstopper comic, and the whole thing takes place three years before Radio Silence happens. And I'm so mad that he's not in the show. Oh well, maybe it'll it'll like come at, like maybe more characters will get added, or maybe, maybe they're saving that so they can like, do, maybe do a spinoff. In the comic, he takes place. Tao kind of takes over in the show. Tao kind of takes over all of the personalities of their friends, except for Elle. Yeah. Elle and Tao are like the only friends of Charlie's that are like, Isaac is there too. And, and we we're going to talk about Isaac because I love Isaac. Yeah. But very like tertiary character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tao isn't as like big in the comic as the TV show. They like morphed two characters together, and one of them is Alad, and they made it Tao, and I'm upset. Oh no! <laughs> I love him. He's one at like in the comic who is like, I don't trust that rugby player. I don't. You should not look, Charlie. Stop it. And yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't happen. Yeah. Anyway, I think in the comic, that's my first note. <laughs> yeah, I think in the comic, I don't remember the friends being as like present for Charlie. Mm. If that makes sense. Um, I I feel like a lot of the, like, they're there, obviously, but, like, they're not, like, what I think of when I, like, think of the comic. I feel like a lot of the comic is about uh, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, then there's bits about, like, uh, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's mostly from Charlie's perspective and uh, his <laughs> his creepy sister um is his terrifying uh, sister yeah who just like appears holding the same cup over and over and over again it's oh, never a different also drink. he's also supposed to have a little brother and he doesn't have a little brother oh i forgot he has to, about he's that supposed to have like an eight-year-old or it's like a six or eight-year-old brother oh yeah like, like a, a child a much younger brother a very young child yeah i just i don't i would like to speak to the um senior management of all television you mean Netflix? Um, just any any television any and all television that's making a book adaptation mm-hmm. why do you always remove a sibling there's always at least one sibling missing i don't understand why this is the formula i think what give happens me a, is a book adaptation and i will show you a sibling that does not exist anymore i will i will give you an example i think what happens is they go oh um <laughs> Lawrence Cheney, you've wrote a book. Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes. what name can I use? I was going to use a fake one. Lawrence Cheney, you've <laughs> written a book. The only way we will take this book is if mm-hmm. you let us put it up to a dartboard, and whatever, like the the point, like if a character is touched by the the needle of the the dart, 
that character is not in the book and it's 98% of the time a sibling. It's always a sibling. It's always a sibling. Love Simon. Let's get rid of a sibling. Simon's sister was just gone, which means they couldn't ever do a Leo on the offbeat because Leo on the offbeat is literally about Leah and also Simon's sister. They're in a band together. So, um, yeah. What else? What else did we just watch? The uh, red, white, it, and royal oh, blue. Red, white, and royal blue. June is completely removed from the entire. Mm-hmm. Thing. There will be no June. <laughs> um, this is not queer, but also recently watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. They got rid of. Uh, I can't remember her name right now. Lena's little sister in the first one. She doesn't exist. And mm-hmm. then they were like, oh, she's a main character in the second one. We mm-hmm. have to add her. And then suddenly Lucy Hale is there. Yep. They said, <laughs> oh, I guess we'll hire Lucy Hale. It's like, it's so annoying because like most of the time, mm-hmm. a majority of the time, if yeah. there is a sibling character, they are going to be important later if they are not significant yet. And so, yeah. like, if you are planning on continuing following the storyline, mm-hmm. you probably should have the siblings there. But I don't know. That's just me. Just me. Those are my um, first two notes. <laughs> we haven't even well, started talking yet. Well, then, <laughs> I'm already Jesus. screaming. I will say, I think it's funny you don't see Charlie's parents in the same room together. Um, I I fully was like, does Charlie have a mom? Yeah, because I only in that one scene. forgot. Yeah, what again? She's only in that one scene where she's like, she's in that one scene where she's like, Nick, why did you come over? Why are she's you like, bitch? Wet? Why the why fuck are you, are you in my, my fucking foyer? Literally wet. soaking wet. Yeah, um, it's like, uh, I'm busy being cute. <laughs> I had a gay crisis and ran outside in the rain. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I think my first major thing about this. Should we do like a plot summary? Does that, do people need to know that? I was oh, I'm giving a lot of credit yeah. to everyone. I'm assuming everyone but me has watched this or read it. I mean, that's a very good point. If you would like me to do a plot summary, I can absolutely do, do that. Do like a quick little synopsis. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. I can do it. I don't need to look anything up. I think I got this. Um, I'll so help you out if you miss something. It takes place in the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this takes place in the UK. They are the age group. I don't know what forms are. You probably know more than I do. Gavin can probably speak to this. Um, the I think those have, are like their home. Had rooms. a UK person <laughs> in the room. For I this. think forms are like their home rooms. Oh, okay, yeah. I should have just like voice chatted Gavin into this. Um, yeah. let's get but, a Brit on the line. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they're uh sixteen year olds. So for Americans who might be listening, they're in their sophomore year of high school. Um, Charlie is. Yeah. And then Nick is a year above. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Charlie. So is Elle. Yes. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, Charlie is an like openly queer kid. I believe just gay. Um, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, just gay trademark, but uh, he, I believe, was outed the year previously. And the yes. TV show, they don't necessarily say. I think in the comics, they like get to the like point about that a little bit faster. And in the TV show, they allude to it. Yeah, they have like a flashback scene. Uh, in the TV show, we start off with uh, Charlie secretly dating another boy in his uh, form, if you will. Mm-hmm. And in the hallway, this kid acts like Charlie doesn't exist. He's not real. This is that. It's really heartbreaking, and Sophie, maybe you can speak to this because you just read it. I don't remember that happening in the comic. It does. Oh, it does? 
does. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I maybe I just don't remember a lot of the beginning of the comic, or I blacked that out because I honestly, besides the sibling missing, besides the very young sibling missing, and a mm-hmm. few small details, yeah. it is pretty spot on shot for like it's almost like shot for shot in some part i want to talk about that but yeah yeah, it's pretty it's pretty uh faithful to the comic which i think probably has a majority to do with the fact that alice is credited as the writer so presumably had a lot of creative control which is Mm -hmm. like kind of the best way to get your stuff adapted which i know a lot of authors don't have the opportunity to do but yeah i wish it happened more often because maybe we would get more like amazing media. Um, you would think Nick, a rugby player um, who is introduced, like, I want to say midway through the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. He is one of the popular kids. He plays rugby. He's a great above. Uh, as I said, he gets placed in the same form as uh, Charlie and they start kind of like hanging out. Charlie convinces or Nick convinces Charlie to join the rugby team because he sees him running during like gym class. And he's like miles mm-hmm. ahead of the other students, which is very yeah, funny. His Charlie's trait is that he can run really fast. Charlie's trait um, is that he has anxiety run, which is, yeah, I was about to say, uh, Hey, I feel like it's, uh, a queer a person superpower. Tro- yeah, it's a trope of a of a gay is to be like, oh, you should join track because you run really fast. It's like, yeah. well, I've literally been out running bullies my entire life, so yeah. it's I have quite to run fast. Literally, I love to jump the little hurdles that they would put out during gym flight. class. We're flighting. Yeah. We're yeah. flighting. We're jumping. We're running. We're bootsing the house down. She's a runner. Um, she's a track star. That's us. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, so Nick sees Charlie running, and he's like, "That's hot." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Wait a minute!" And uh, so he uh, Charlie gets a text from the boy. I'm forgetting his name. Is it Ben? Ben. There we go. Ben. Oh yes, you're right. Ben saying to like meet him in the library, and there's like some like aggressive activity happening there. That's not great. Um, and Nick breaks up. Charlie and Ben, like Ben is sort of forcing himself on Charlie and Mm -hmm. Nick doesn't like, you know, treat Charlie any differently in terms of like, Oh, this is like a a queer person doing queer things. Um, even Mm -hmm. if it like, I sort of appreciated that. Um, he just like wants to make sure that his new friend is okay. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not like, Oh, that was weird for me to see. And uh, they start hanging out. Um, as I think, as everyone can tell, um, there there's a lot of fireworks that goes off. You know, between the two boys, um, Tao is very much in the house of like we don't trust rugby players. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We aren't mm-hmm. sports. We are not EA sports. We are not in the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, and ever <laughs> Isaac is just like there every so often just to be like Tao, shut up. <laughs> I the my favorite Isaac line delivery is when they're when la- a little later because Charlie goes through waves of like well he's straight and then yeah. they like have a moment where they like look at each other too long and he's like mm-hmm. I don't think he's straight guys yeah and Tao is like he's so straight and Isaac just goes I want to believe in romance <laughs> that's us that's like that is us thing. he I love Isaac. Yeah. Beloved, beloved character. They have more of a something or other in season two. I've been seeing that like they've been a bigger character. So that's nice. I'm so excited. Um, 
But that's basically like the synopsis of like episode one and a little bit further. Um, I think you mm-hmm. can gather from there. This is a meet cute story situation. The story is like very pure. It's um, and some of the internet, you know, feels not great about that. Some of it feels nice. Um, I feel like it just depends on where you sit in internet land. Um, I know that sometimes super um, highest representations of like queer kids or just like in general queer people um, mm-hmm. cannot be well received. But also at the same time, I can understand that because, well, like I, I think, you know, um, a lot of my gay male friends are demonic twinks and should be stopped at all costs. And you don't really see that in a lot of, like, romantic media, unless it's, like, let's say Broad City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one character on the way to the wedding, mm-hmm. I think, is very realistic of a lot of gay men I know. <laughs> but, like, in a char- characterized... What's happening? <laughs> no, I was just saying, I I was watching it, and I was thinking about, like, some of the the feedback that I saw from, like, authors or just people online saying that mm-hmm. it was, like, too... Like, let's make cookies and gingerbread and like be super cute and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, well, they're 16 year olds and they're both like coming into themselves. So like, that doesn't seem like unrealistic. People don't like to have fun, I guess. Yeah, I what I was saying. I'm getting to my point. Um, is that when we were watching it, it was like, oh my god, <laughs> I wish this happened to me in high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is like what I'm I saying constantly fluctuated between being like completely like over mm-hmm. over the moon like heart eyes and then just extreme sadness because I don't have that and I was like I'm feeling two extremely large emotions at the same time but I yeah. want to feel it forever I don't know I it's I love it it's my favorite I love mm-hmm. Alice Osmond uh what a star I think that's why I like reading, liked reading the comic because, like, I could turn my brain off and think of like how lucky I would have been at the age of like fifteen or sixteen mm-hmm. to a have a boy treat me nicely and have mm-hmm. to to wait until my like late twenties, early thirties to go. Wait a minute, no, I sh- I that should be a thing that like I not demand, but I should say like, no, you need to be nice to me. Mm-hmm. Like respect and honesty and niceness are things that I should expect in a partner. And it was just like, I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, how lucky I think so many queer kids, not just like gay men, just like queer kids. Yeah. How lucky people our age would have been if that's how we were treated when we were that age. Mm-hmm. Parents being like, okay, yeah. I yeah the parents are so sweet um Olivia Coleman is in this and she plays Nick's mom and um I have rewatched uh certain scenes that they share together maybe multiple times because I love I like to just sob it's really fun to just cry sometimes yeah she's an absolute angel she's perfect and I love her she really is also love to be related to another Coleman um (laughs) I like so. to believe we spell our last names the same way. We don't. Um, Not even a little. No, it's it's just missing the E. It's spelled the same um, way otherwise. It's different. <laughs> She's different. Wow. Thanks for not letting me have one nice thing. Yeah, you're welcome. So you like to cry because you're a loser? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think that I, I so Brendan has been um, 
trying to stay pure of heart and not be influenced. And I um, immediately became my worst self and started watching cast interviews. Um, No, but also like, that's a great way to also like discuss the media that we're talking about. Exactly. Um, It is research. (laughs) I would say, so I was having a good time because they all Mm. the cast, the main cast of the kids. So like, Mm. The majority of the group interviews are, um, okay, I'm going to say their names. I'm going to, I think, I I don't think anyone has hard to pronounce names. Um, Mm -hmm. Kit Connor, who plays Nick, Mm -hmm. John Locke, who plays Charlie, Uh Yasmin Finney, who plays Elle, Mm -hmm. William Gao, who plays Tao. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's just fun to say. William Gao, who plays Tao. William Gow, who plays Tao. Uh, Kizzy Edgehill, who plays Darcy. Mm -hmm. And uh, Karina Brown, who plays Tara Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are, like, there's, I've seen some of the other casts in and out. Actually, Sebastian Croft, who plays Ben, is in Mm -hmm. a lot of interviews with them. And it's a very interesting dynamic because he's, like, an absolute sweetheart in interviews. And he's, like, very flirty with all of the cast. And they're, like, so cute together. And I'm like, I don't get it. You're a nightmare. You're literally, like, the worst human alive. Like, he's a terrible character. But Mm -hmm. the actor himself is very, very sweet. Yeah. Well, that's um, like um um the woman who played uh, Regina George in Gilmore uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh my God, Mean Girls and Mean Girls. My brain just turned off. Ra- Rachel who, McAdams. Yeah, she's like the sweetest human being on the planet. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's playing an awful dem- demonic twink. A demonic. She is playing a demonic twink. Yeah. She um, is. I so I, I will say the things that I noticed in the interview is that like mm-hmm. so the cast is very young. Yeah. They're all they're all pretty much teenagers except for Karina Brown, who plays. And I think Tara. Kit Connor. No, Kit Connor is very young too. I thought he's he was he's only nineteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were saying under the age of eighteen. No, no, no. The, okay. They're all babies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tara's Tara. The actress who plays Sarah Jones is the oldest, and she's twenty four. <laughs> she doesn't. Um, look I don't know if that's at time that. of recording, like when they yeah. filmed it. I just yeah. googled their ages the other day to like because I was I they talked a lot in their interviews about how. Um, they were still in school when they were filming or like after they finished filming season when they were still in school. So I think when they filmed the first season, they were like, a lot of them were 17, 18. So they're like pretty mm-hmm. close to the age of the teens that they're playing, Yeah, which I love. I which always is important. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes, I think it adds a lot of like genuine, um, like sincerity to the show just because mm-hmm. you don't have like euphoria style like 25 year olds playing 15 you have like actual teenagers <laughs> playing teenagers i mean it's yeah. just a different genre it's a completely no, yeah. different genre but that's like you know it's the go-to um so yeah so i think so so the cast is all relatively young so you just talk a lot about how like they're teens and i think it's interesting that they're very aware of all of the criticism online because interviews mm-hmm. are very they're cute but they're also like some of them are like a little sad yeah um <laughs> Yeah. The so the main thing that comes up a lot of the time when you are looking up the cast of the season of the mm-hmm. show Hardstopper is a bunch of stuff that happened to Kit Connor when the show the first season came out. Unfortunately, I'm just gonna talk about it briefly. I don't want to talk about it too much because it is kind of upsetting. But basically, a lot of people were being really mean on the internet. Um, being really gross because they thought he was straight and were very oh like, god come on I can't believe- yeah it's bad it's, it's, the internet did the bad thing again 
Um, so he had to come out on Twitter, like very aggressively and was basically like, you all outed me. Thank you very much for like ruining that experience. Um, I hope you like the show I made for all of you. Like he was, he's clearly very upset about it and like, doesn't like to talk about it in interviews and stuff. Uh. Um, and it is kind of tense because a lot of the stuff that happens in the show is like, of like, so Nick's character, Kit's character, Nick is coming to terms with sexuality for the first time. He's never experienced any kind of like romantic feelings for a boy. Mm-hmm. And he suddenly meets this person who likes brings up all of these feelings inside of him. So there's like all of these moments in the cast interviews where they're like, which care, like, do you re- guys relate to your characters? Like, how do you relate to your characters? And everyone is pretty like, they're like, yeah, yeah they're, cool. they're like, no, I like really relate. This is how like yeah. John, uh, Joe Locke is very like open about his sexuality and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the, like the, I feel like the energy is pretty good. And then like, Kit will just be like, yeah, Nick, you know, he's just a guy and I'm a guy. And I like, like, it's like very, you can tell he's like, we both had a pretty rough time coming out, but I don't want to talk about it. He had a better oh. time than I did. Um, so I don't know why it was, but it's so I funny how like that happens. And then like, there's also the side of the internet that is just like gross and like, Oh my God, he's so hot. This is that I'm like, can't wait. Maybe you should have stepped in to defend this, uh, per- this adult person who is just becoming an adult. He's still and, a baby. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's still a baby. But like maybe you can step in if you if you like someone that much to be like gross about them and that like the way that they look. Maybe you can also step in and be like, we shouldn't do this. Yeah, but that just like doesn't register in people's brains. No, they just it's a celebrity like, um, in front of them. Well, not even that. Just like any person, they're like, I can't put you in a box, and that upsets me. And now I'm gonna yell at you until you go into a box that I want you in. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's phenomenal that. Nick's character is slowly kind of coming to terms with being bisexual. And it's like very, very important to him as a character that he's like, I am bisexual and I like both boys Mm -hmm. and girls and please stop trying to call me gay. Like that's like an important part of his character. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the character, actually, I don't even know if, and like, I don't think anyone gives him a big, a problem for that. Most people, the people who give him problems are the people who are just homophobic. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's never like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you, you're just like, you're just like, you haven't figured it out yet. Like you're just like on the fence. Like you'll the get The only, the only character who lightly does that is Olivia Coleman when she in the season is like, well, I mean. Like, oh yeah. It's okay. If you just like boys, like you can just say that. And it's like, no, I do. And she's like, okay, cool. Vibes. Yeah. Because he has, they, they watch Pirates of the Caribbean together oh, yeah. and he has the bisexual awakening. <laughs> It's important. <sighs> you either watch, you watch, if you are a child yep. who was born after, I don't even know. If you're a child, if you exist on this planet currently mm-hmm. and you have watched Pirates of the Caribbean and or The Mummy at some point in your adolescence, you're bisexual. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Those are we're the so, rules. We're so sorry, sweetie. Those are the bisexual awakening movies because you either have Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom at his like filthiest and like complimentary, yeah. or you have 
Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser at also his filthiest complimentary. I think the point. Okay, so the the point I was trying to make is that mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't know where did I start? I started talking about cast interviews and stuff. Yeah, this famously happened to Becky Albertelli because exactly. God forbid. I also understand. I will say I understand the importance of queer actors playing queer characters. I do get that, and we do do this to a lot of people when, let's say, a fa- like a famously. Like, we all think straight person is cast in a role. And it's like, well, maybe um, the character, the the actor should not, like, this is not a, a trans person. This is not, like, a gay person. Maybe they shouldn't be cast in this role. Like, I'm thinking of Brokeback Mountain right now. I'm also thinking of that, sure. the guy who, the Danish girl. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. It's like... Okay, like Brokeback Mountain, those are not queer people. I mean, if, J- if Jake Gyllenhaal's gay, I I don't know or by whatever queer. Exactly. We all. I we, think it's less important that yeah. you have an a quote unquote accurate person playing an actor playing a role. They're paid money to play mm-hmm. and being an actor, yeah. than like ruining someone's life because you need to know who they fuck. I don't, yeah. I just like, it doesn't, I don't give a shit. I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't care if a straight person is playing a gay character. I don't care. Because how the fuck do you know that they're straight? Yeah. I will say when it comes to transness, that is an entirely oh, different yes. conversation because that yes. is not necessarily, I mean, that's just like a different beast completely. That's not, yeah. that's like your physical body. It also becomes more complicated if you're telling any kind of story that mm-hmm. you want to show the transition of someone yeah. um, changing, shifting genders. Because mm-hmm. if you do use a trans actor, then you have to either find a very convincing body double for them, which fortunately Laverne Cox has a twin brother. I <laughs> so they were able that. to do that on Orange yeah. is the New Black. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but then you are either casting someone who is not trans playing a trans person yep. or you are asking a trans person to uh, present with the gender that they no longer prescribe to yeah. um, in order for accuracy. So there is nuance there and it is complicated, Yeah. but um, I don't give a shit if a gay person is playing a gay actor or a straight. I'm so sorry. Like I, like this has happened enough times where this shit happens to ca- actors or people that like it's like why do you need to know this information? I just I um, just I need people to stop outing people because they're get upset about stuff that for people that they don't know. Um I will say I uh have come from the boat of, you know, it's nice when actual queer people play queer people. Um I'm one of those people, but I also don't go after people if they're not queer. It's great. And I, yeah. I'm not, yeah, but I just don't think it's like, I don't know. I don't, and we don't need to ruin anyone else's life. I think we will. No. It'll happen again. It'll just keep happening. But that's my two cents. You went after my boy, my perfect son. Um, I mean, I think like the part that I enjoyed most about their storyline is that it's not necessarily like vital to the story at all. It's just kind of like, how she exists and like that's fine like every time she's introduced people are like well she used to go to the boys school and now she goes to the girls school mm-hmm. and her name is l and that's just kind of like an acceptance which again is very like rose-colored glasses very like fluffy version of like how things are because mm-hmm. we're basically dealing with 
Elle after she's gone to a girl's school. So we don't have to see any of the like things that went that what happened with her mm-hmm. but like like charlie like you don't see the bully in the year before this all happens the year afterwards yeah um so mm-hmm. i think it's very like watered down but i also really love that it, it is just kind of like a part of her character not like the like it's very much not the center of any part of her story yeah i like that it's like brought up like once or twice Another yeah. like every other time she's on the screen, it's just like her vibing. She's just existing. She's she also like sure. telling Tao to like chill the fuck out. <laughs> and then she's like, Yeah, I mean, like, oh, Charlie came out to everyone but you. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Boots. Boots, can I call you T? Yeah, I I I think that her character in the the comics is like lightly smaller. Like it's she's okay. not as big of a character, if I remember correctly. But I'm, like, really happy she's here. Yeah, I mean, I love her. I think she Mm -hmm. plays, like, a big role. I I can't... I guess, like, all you were saying that, like, all of the side characters are not necessarily as big in the comic. I think so. Like, that's the way it felt to me. Um, I could be wrong. It has been a while since I've read those, like, first couple of chapters. But you just did. So, like, what are your thoughts? Maybe I'm wrong. I could possibly be wrong. I feel like you're right. I feel like it it was very limited to Charlie and Nick's kind of interactions. Yeah, because the there is, in the future in that comic, like, past the, like, first couple chapters, the school does, like, a trip to Paris, which mm-hmm. I think you'll like. And... That's when, like, a lot of the characters are together. So they're not, Mm -hmm. like, always together. That's true. But, like, I kind of like that they're being written together because that's the sort of thing about, like, TV shows. Like, even if you're, like, a super-duper loner, you still, like, see people in the school that, like, you communicate and interact with. I don't think it's, like, realistic to, like, a teenager. They have, like, zero, zero, zero friends. Mm -hmm. And then a significant other. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you, there has to be at least, like, a, a one other person. Maybe I'm just being, like, maybe my rose-colored glasses are on, and I'm like, oh, teenagers have to have at least one friend. Because um, yeah. even when I felt like I was, like, the unpopular out gay kid, I still had, like, a handful of friends. Right. Um, I think Nick's friend group is, like, a pretty decent representation of, like, friends you have in high school. Boys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all, most of them are pieces of shit, but, like, they're friends with each other because of sports. They're friends with each other because of sports. They're friends with each other because they've just always been in class with each other. Mm-hmm. They He, like, a lot of his, like, realizations about himself is that he, like, doesn't actually like a lot of his friends and how they mm-hmm. behave. Yeah. Um, And he's just kind of like, I feel like an idiot because I've never thought about this before. Like, yeah. this, like, but it's just kind of like what you do in high school is that, like, I mean, obviously blanket day, but not everyone, but it's like, you kind of are just like friends with who you're around. Yeah. And I think also, um, especially for like teenage boys, they might not realize like how awful they are until there's one person that is like outside of their echo chamber. There's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, maybe that thing that you said was a microaggression or like maybe that thing you did was like incredibly homophobic or like maybe Mm -hmm. the thing you did was just like, inherently not nice and you like maybe you needed a person to be like hey that was kind of shitty um coming from someone who was a teenage boy 
Um, I'm sure that in the past, like I have done said act, whatever I've been unkind mm-hmm. to people. And I'm sure there is, I think a lot of admittedly the humility that I think that I have, I think is because I was like out in high school and I like learned a lot of like how you shouldn't treat people, how I like to be treated. And like from there, it's like, if I like to be treated as a, I should treat people as a, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe these boys don't have like um, a like an experience that will teach them humil- humility and how to treat other people with kindness because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're taught to be boys and not people mm-hmm. who have empathy for other people. Mm-hmm. It's also I feel like uh, pretty culturally different just in the UK a mm-hmm. lot like generally and this is just. Obviously, I'm not the authority on this, but I feel like generally the kind of the stereotype for British people is like very repressed emotions. You don't really talk about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You're very like quiet and polite to whoever. And that's kind of like how you get day to day. But then that's like, okay, well, if you're just nice to people who don't deserve it or you don't like push back, then Mm -hmm. I think that's like a lot of the issues that Nick finds himself dealing with. Yeah. Cause, uh, I don't think Nick is inherently a bad person. He's just around, you know, straight cisgendered boys that, um, don't often get checked. Yeah. So the one bully that is constantly getting checked by Tao, I think Harry. he's really the only person. Yeah. He's like the only person that is like actively being like, shut up. You smell like a yeah. part. Like he's just like, Oh, I look like a foot. Well, you smell like two butt cheeks. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, I'm trying to think of like how it's, I mean, in a, in a way that isn't like, fuck you, no, fuck you. Um, But it's very that fuck you, no, fuck you. Yeah. But in a much nicer, (laughs) I mean, Alice approved way. An Alice approved way. I think, I mean, there is, we do have like a tense moment later into the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, yeah, I think a lot of the problems with like Nick's friends and that whole group and also himself, especially towards the beginning of the show, is that Harry is an extreme antagonist. He's almost like cartoonishly a bully. Yeah. And they just don't do anything about it. They just are like, hey, stop. Ever maybe, maybe oh God, later stop. on. <laughs> yeah. Like so we have this, like, we have these two characters who are, like, slowly trying to, like, figure each other out. Mm-hmm. Nick is having gay, a self-described gay crisis. Which is um, funny because um, Charlie's background <laughs> on his phone says parentheses gay panic. Yeah. Which I love that. Which is correct. I wonder if he'll have a different one for the second season that, like, I alludes so. to what happens in the second season. I hope it's just, like, one of their selfies. That'd be really cute. Oh, I like that. Um, Oh, so we like midway through like this season, they hit a point where they're like they're going out, they're date, they're like sort of like sort of mm-hmm. dating, haven't quite necessarily like said it flat out, but like it's it's like applied sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like had conversations with Charlie where he's like, "No, I really like you. Like, I like being with you, and I like I'm trying to figure out my sexuality, but I just know that I like being with you. Like, that's important." Yeah. Um. But there's still moments where they're at school where, like, his friends are being mean to him or Tao, and he kind of just stands there, and he doesn't really do anything. And I think that's, like, a lot of the, like, repressed British, like, 
I don't know how to step in on this situation. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think again, it's like, you know, Harry is like this, you know, resident rich asshole, um, <laughs> which I don't care if I'm calling a, a child an asshole. He's an I know asshole. I love that. It's great. Yeah. I think there, not to, de- to, to deter this, there's an episode Please. of Sex and the City where Samantha gets pissed off that there's a child crying at like an, a, a very beautiful restaurant. And sh- and she's like, oh, this like asshole. And Charlotte's like, you can't call a baby an asshole. And she's like, why? Why can't I call a baby an asshole? <laughs> like, you can't. But like, I also understand exactly what you're saying. I understand both sides of that argument. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I get, I, I'm not really a person that's like, no, I get it both ways. But like, I, I think that's like one of them where it's like, I don't know. I think anyone can be an asshole. Anyone. Mm-hmm that's just me but like, yeah it's just like uh like what do you do when your friend is being like the resident asshole and it's like do i do i speak up and say something and then have every single one of these people start treating me like shit because teen boys mm-hmm. act like a a, a mob sometimes mm-hmm. um but like tau is literally the only person that ever like you know sticks up all the time constantly throughout the story for for Charlie, him and his fucking mm-hmm. um, fuck ass Bob. <laughs> it looks like uh, <laughs> what was his the cartoon? Is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, but what was the cartoon that I asked you if you'd ever watched Aeon Flux? Aeon Flux, Aeon yeah. Flux looking ass hair. Yeah, I'm not wrong. If You're you not. don't know what I'm talking about, Google Aeon Flux anime and put the image of that woman next to Tao's hair in season and- one. There you go. Boom. Um, bang, uh, coming boom. from a person who has had that exact haircut, um, because that was absolutely high school Brendan's hair. Um, I get it. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck ass Bob. That's why fuck I feel like I can, yeah, that's why I feel like I can say that. But Tao really does stick up and that that's why he doesn't like Nick at first. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. no, he's an asshole. Just like the rest of the rugby team. They're all yeah. jerks. And Charlie's just like, Oh my god, no. But he's, he's so hot. He's different. I mean, I get it. I get it. If I had it, like, I have said this many times. I hate, I sometimes hate when someone who I perceive to be as straight, and it was, you know, said so as well, when they're, like, mm-hmm. super kind or nice or super sweet to me. Stop it. Stop it. I can't tell these emotions apart. Stop it. You know what I'm so saying? People are only nice to you when they're flirting with you. Um, that's usually what my brain says. <laughs> Not realistically, um, but you know what I mean. No, you know I get saying? that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I'm I'm with you. I'm on I'm on your level. Like if I'm you were it's, you know, you're 17 or you're you're just about to turn 16, you're you, oh, yeah. you friend it's a rugby player that that oh, is it's all over. super sweet to you, you would you would be gone. You would be gone to the world. It would, it would, I would, no, I would, yeah, I would never speak to anyone again. <laughs> no, exactly. This is what I'm saying. I, I understand him being like, but no, oh my God, I can it, fix him. <laughs> the, pro- the problem, I mean, and I know exactly what you're talking about. The also, but on top of all of that, the problem yeah. is that like when Charlie and Nick are alone together, he mm-hmm. is like very affectionate and very nice, but he's just like, I don't want to do this in public yet. Understandable. You're yeah. a child and you're just but figuring we can this kiss out. In the, we can kiss in the rain outside we of your house. We can kiss in the rain. 
as long as no one's looking. But um, like no one else from school lives here. Yeah, that part. Really. Was, <laughs> I, I guess I, mean, I was in the whatever. comics too. I guess, yeah. but like it's a cute moment. But I also yeah. was like, hey, I want but, that to happen to me. Let's go, next time it rains, we'll just stand outside and wait for someone to kiss us. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's like it's it's interesting because like from the show you see like the cute sweet moments between Charlie and Nick, but you also see all of the shit that's happening at school with the bullies Mm -hmm. and you know that Tao is only seeing the shit side. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, of course he wants to kick his ass. Of course he doesn't trust him. And he like is constantly trying to tell Charlie that like, he doesn't like him like that. And like, yeah, it's, it's a little frustrating to watch, but no, and I think that's intriguing television. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the thing. It's just like, you know, he, it's, it's always like you see what's going out, like what's going on in the public version of like a person. So like mm-hmm. Nick absolutely has like a public version of himself that mm-hmm. he, I mean, as a queer person, I think before we come out and also like even afterwards, we curate this version of ourselves that we allow people to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick is very much like in the throes of that. And Charlie mm-hmm. isn't as much because he's just like, well, uh, y'all already know, um, I'm just trying to vibe and exist. How's that sound? Um, how's that sound? How's that sound for you? Um, and you can kind of see this into like, uh, some of the editing for the episodes. They do like flashbacks of like, you know, Nick realizing that he's asked Charlie to keep their relationship a secret like Ben mm-hmm. did. And you can see like the editing is done differently in that moment than mm-hmm. like when you are first presented with it. And it's like this public persona is also like hurting this person that I care about. Um, but it's like, I'm not comfortable yet saying like who I am as a person. And that's, that's what our buddy Tao is seeing. Um, I'm not kidding. When I first watched the show, I'm glad that we like sat and didn't like immediately record. I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily love Tao. Um, yeah. While watching. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because he was the one person that, like, Charlie hadn't, like, come out to about their relationship. It wasn't that he hadn't come out to him. It was that he hadn't come out to about, like, the relationship. And Mm -hmm. Charlie tells, like, the table, the the gaggle of the the queers that uh, they have masked. And Mm -hmm. about, like, him and Nick. And Tao is the only one not at the table at that time because they're at this fucked up Sunday bar, this like ice cream Sunday bar that just like exists in the wild. And he gets like really offended by it. And like, it starts an an argument between Charlie and Nick because, or not Charlie and Nick between uh, Charlie and Tao, because Tao's like, I've been telling you that like, I don't like this person and you're dating him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you didn't tell me, you told everyone else, but you didn't tell me. And it's like, okay, do you know why I didn't tell you? Mm -hmm. Do you like have, any inkling as to why. So I didn't yeah. really like love his character upon like first watch. Um, but I kind of do also understand like a lot of where like Tao comes from. Um, yeah. So I think out of the characters on the show, he's like kind of in this middle place for me where I'm like, I don't hate you, but you're on thin ice, bitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have that feeling with any of the characters on the show? I feel like every, every it's either... You're I don't on, hate you, but you're on thin ice. Yeah, I don't hate you, but you're on thin ice. 
you're on solid ground. You're in the depths of the ocean. That's I think that's where I'll put oh, I'll, uh, three boxes. Am I ranking? Okay, I'm yeah. doing a tier list. Mm-hmm. I understand. I fully understand what you're saying about Tao, and I yeah. I think had they not had they not had the scene, which I think is also in the comics, but mm-hmm. um, where so it's like towards the end of the show, Nick and Charlie are like officially dating. He, they've told yeah. their friend group except for Tao, but Tao found out and he's like very upset that no one told him. Yeah. And Charlie's having an anxiety and stops talking to Nick because he thinks that like he's causing him pain because he's fighting with his friends now. It's like very dramatic, very high tension. Mm-hmm. So we have a moment where like Nick is looking for Charlie and he can't find him and he finds Tao at the like table they normally eat at and they like kind of sit down. They have this like somewhat tense conversation, mm-hmm. but he like Tao is like, I don't understand why he didn't tell me. Like, I don't, I just don't get it. And Nick is just like, he cares about you so much and he cares yeah. about your opinion so much that he is so terrified to tell you because he thinks that you are going to hate him. Yeah. Like, and he kind of has, they kind of have that realization <clears throat> and had they not had that very like, short kind of sweet scene yeah i don't think i would like tao at all <laughs> no he does so and i yeah. get it and i understand because he's being extremely protective of his friend but like when you're like that point, yeah you're just like so blind to like oh well this is like a very like logical explanation versus yeah. like you are so i um am very protective of my friends and uh, I'm very loud and very quick to like defend them and be obnoxious. So like, I also feel like I've probably fallen into that, like Tao's box of like, you know, <laughs> sure. Sorry, that was I don't me. hate you, but you're on thin ice, bitch. No, oh, I love to, I don't hate you, but you're on thin ice to my friends, partners. <laughs> I feel like you and I dance around the ring of like, we're, we don't want to hurt each other in any way, shape or form because we're both very sensitive people. Um, one more outwardly than the other, because he's made of, um, you know, when you get, um, a Sunday, uh, from Mr. Softy and it's like on the verge of just being pure liquid. Um, I'm not saying who that is, but, um, he might be talking right now. Uh, so like, I also understand that like, Hey, like maybe this happened because they're afraid of saying something because they don't want to upset you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ah, damn, you got me there. I kind of, they're like almost like foils for each other, Tawan. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. But I feel like all of the rugby boys are in the depths of the ocean. Nick was pulled in on a lifeboat. I'm like, I'm just, no, I am yeah. just like, I'm trying to think if there's like any of the other ones that are. Like, I will nice. say Charlie's sister, depths of the ocean. Get in. Charlie's this. sister, depths of the ocean. Cause I don't yeah. trust that bitch. I don't either. And she's perfectly fine. She's perfectly she, like, fine. But she appears with those fucking bangs and that fucking drink that she's holding all the time. It's the same cup. It's the same color cup. I would actually like to go through maybe on YouTube it's probably there every time she's on screen she's holding a cup I think it's the same cup and she takes a single fucking sip from it every single scene that she's in I think she's holding the same cup with the same amount of liquid it's perhaps a bedroom cup if you will because it's like one of those cups you take to your room you fill with water it never leaves your room Uh it feels like that there's also a straw (laughs) it just (laughs) I don't know I don't trust I don't trust the person that uses a straw (laughs) me clanking my drink around that has a straw in it yeah but like no joke it just feels <laughs> i'm gonna cut this out it feels like rat behavior 
No, keep that in. <laughs> She's a rat. I don't know. I just like it doesn't feel right. She there's there's nothing wrong with this character. Sophie and I just for some reason the minute she appeared on scene we were like no. This well, because she no the UK, way they light her the yeah. la- the way they light her is weird. Yeah. She's always like just she's like very much like like if someone told me that she is not actually a physical character and she's like Charlie's self conscious like and, like that's how he's processing things by like speaking to this like imagined sibling. I believe yeah. it because it's yeah. really weird. She doesn't interact with anyone else. No, she just like appears in the hallway or like this doorway, like talks to Charlie about like whatever. Yep. Whatever current trauma is happening. Absolutely. Yeah. She just appears and she knows about it. And it doesn't feel like they've spoken about it up until that point. So she just like knows about it. Um, Which in the comics, they do interact (laughs) more. So like it feels. She's she's perfectly fine in the comics. She's like regular. She's like regular. regular. She's regular, regular in the comics. She's not giving me Zoe Deschanel, but UK and bad. It's so weird, though. It is yeah. like some of some of her stuff's funny. I don't know. There's like the the scene where they like Nick comes over to Charlie's house for the first time, and they're like have a cute. They're cute together, um, mm-hmm. and Nick has like a gay crisis, and it's very cute. And he's like, as he's leaving, he just like hugs Charlie for a really long time, and then he leaves awkwardly. And it's um, and she's just behind Charlie, and she just goes, "I don't think he's straight." And then it's like the end of the scene, and then she like <laughs> rolls out of the room. Yeah, and then she just, like, slips into the wall. um, For those of you that have listened to our one queer holiday movie episode, uh, Single All the Way, I think it was called, do you remember the kids who, like, back out of the scene? They, like, literally, they're sitting on these steps that also have a wall. And I want you to imagine these kids roll backwards and lift their legs and roll backwards. Like, they're reverse, like, cannonballing, if you will. Up the stairs. But you only see their <laughs> legs and their butt. Like, legs just, like, disappear and lift out of the screen. That's yeah. how she feels. There's nothing wrong with these kids. They're just really weird and omnipresent. Does that make sense? Yeah. that's. It's, it makes so much sense. It feels wrong. It makes a lot of sense. I'm trying to think what else that I wanted to talk about. Um, I love an actual trans person casted in their role, um, which I feel like Alice absolutely would make sure that happens. I think that is it Joe Locke is his name. I he plays Charlie, yeah. Yes. I think they're gonna be in the Marvel uh WandaVision, the spin-off that um yes. so yeah, he's that. he's gonna be in it and people keep thinking that he's um Wanda's son but grown up. Okay. Because he uh is like a male spellcaster, if I remember correctly. He uses chaos magic, and he's openly queer in the comics. He is married All right. to another young Avenger, if I remember correctly, who's green. Um, not a Hulk, but um, is green. Um, green with blonde hair. Um, I can't remember either of their names. Um, I, this is comic. beyond my knowledge. Yeah, I just know it because like they'll appear sometimes, and I'm like, oh... But, uh, yeah, I think he's in that, which is really cool. It's also nice that, like, I haven't seen any of these actors, actresses, other than, like, literally Olivia Coleman. Yeah. That, like, I feel like everyone is, like, a very young, Everyone's fresh actor. Everyone's new. Yeah. Um, I will say, and this is just a fun little fact for me. Yeah. Um, I was, because I was also, like, yeah, they're all, like, pretty, um, they're, like, 
pretty new actors. Like I think Joe Locke, when in some of the interviews, he was like, yeah, it was just an open call. Like, so you didn't have to have an agent. You didn't have to have like a representation. You could just come in and read. So a lot of the like cast is very young. This is kind of their first project, which I, I love in any kind of thing that is centered on a teen experience. Um, Kit Connor has been in quite a few things. Yes. Um, which I didn't know. Um, I didn't see Rocket Man, so I don't know. But he played uh, young Elton John, I guess, at the beginning of that. Oh, um, did that happen yeah. after? Like, was he casting this after? No, no, no. He did it when he was like 14 or 15. Oh, cute. He's like, oh, yeah. And it's really cute when he talks about it because he's like, I have a baby face. So I look like I'm nine and I was 15 yeah. when we shot that. Like, it's it's insane. But he really does special- look like he's like 16. He's, a, he's got a baby face. Which I mean, special... he's 19, so there's really not that much of a difference, but he looks like a child. He is a baby, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but the my special fun fact just for me is that he also does the voice for Pan in um, the His Dark Materials TV show, which is phenomenal. Um, I cannot pronounce his full name, Pantamillion. Pantam- he is uh, Lyra, the main character's um, like animal companion, so he's just like a little ferret. He's a Pine Martin. Yeah, he does look like a ferret. You're right. <laughs> but I just like, he just like, yeah, he is a very, he's, he's great. He's a talented voice actor because he just has like a little cute British voice. Um, I was very excited to learn that factor earlier. That's all. He does have a cute little British voice. You're right. Trying to think what else I wanted to talk. I don't like, I don't have a lot of thoughts about this other than the fact that like I, comparatively to the last thing we just watched where I was lightly upset about the way that the media was interpreted. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. still happy with watching it. Um, I feel like this having been something that I've like read for like quite a few years, it's, re- it's like really nice. I've been thinking about it for days, I think in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I watched it. I'm like, why were people mad about this? I it's, don't know. Like, I'm joyful. confused. But I think, are, were people mad because it was like too sweet? Yeah, I think so. I just like, don't understand I that. I think the thing that they're mad about. So, you know how we are just now getting like the glimpse of like chaotic gay people in media? Sure. In the way that's like they're just like the worst fucking person you've ever met. Don't hand them the aux cord. Appy and Alana levels of just like these are the worst people you've ever met. I mean, I feel like that's all we've had. I think a lot of, like, the big interpretations of, like, you know, two young, like, queer men is, like, super doopy, super doopy, super duper, like, very soft, cute, like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, like, very, I don't want to say pious because that feels wrong, but, like, super duper, like, I don't know, pure in a way that, like, it, like, it's just, like, a little odd that, like, a lot of the super big things that, like, are publicized. I really liked Love, Simon. That's, like, an example of, like, mm-hmm. he's a cinnamon roll. He's per- That's the word I'm looking for. He's a cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. It's, like, cinnamon roll boys. That's, like, what we get. And that's what, like, those are the only kinds of, like, queer men that can be, like, the f- forefront of something. Okay. Um, if that makes sense, they're just like super duper good instead of being like rotted little assholes. <laughs> I mean, I think that people should have watched more logo in the early 2000s well, it was yeah. just filled with nothing but rotted assholes. <laughs> I don't know where what sh- what thing what gay media these people were watching because <laughs> queers folk and the L word and all of those weird shitty like 
zero budget boyfriend movies that came out. Like that's nothing but rotten. I think it's because it's zero budget versus budget. I think like that's oh, what yeah. they're talking about. Oh yeah, but I mean like we're just now getting like any kind of high quality queer media. The one thing I stop. will say is I want lesbians to not be in the woods. I want them to have power. I want them I to not them be to in a log cabin unless they want to be in a log cabin, but it needs to have electrical power. I want one of these girls to have a BMW. Go off, bitch. Like I want like I want that. Like the rich I think power. Tara could, Tara could get um, a BMW. Oh yeah, but like the rich power lesbians from the L word. I want that, but for like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. I like that the the two young like queer queer uh girlies, they seem like pretty well adjusted in this. They seem to have iPhones. They seem to have yeah. power at home. They seem to shower. They seem to not well, be like, well, I don't know, but they, you know, there's they, a little bit of a gremlin, but well, they still seem clean. They still seem clean, but like, I feel like that's when a lot of like lesbians longingly looking at each other, lesbians writing notes to each other, lesbians not al- being allowed to like be in the 21st century. You know what I'm My saying? My least favorite genre yeah. of movie. Um, but what I was saying is like, I understand when people say like, you know, a lot of the like big budget things that like people pay attention to are like super soft boys, but also at the same time, like, I don't, I don't understand that because I wish that I could have had that experience. I think it's people not being willing to admit that they wish they had that experience. I I just don't understand. I think, I think you're right. No, you're hundred percent right. Because Because like me as a person, like I know that like, part of my personality is like the worst person you've ever met in your fucking life. But I think my idea of myself is like very sweet boy, very kind should shut mm-hmm. up more. I think that's where I sit <laughs> here. I'm on a podcast, but like, I, I think a lot of like, I'm able to admit, like, I wish I had that experience. Sure, like, yeah. I interviewed someone at work the other day and he was wearing pearls. He's like mm-hmm. 19 wearing pearls. And oh, I was like, yeah. I really love your pearls. That, yeah. I wish that when I was your age, I wouldn't have had my ass dragged down the street if I had worn those. Like, I'm really happy that you can do that. Like, I'm, I will admit, I'm happy you can do that in a way that I hope doesn't sound like I'm an elder gay and I wish that I knew how to. No, I think it's more genuine. Yeah, yeah. because it's like, I wish that I could have been able to be more, like, lightly more feminine when I was younger. I get, yeah, okay. I guess I understand that more. Yeah. Put it that way. I, yeah, because it is, it's very much, I think it comes from a place of anger and jealousy for a lot of people yeah. instead of just being like happy that like there aren't people suffering as much. I mean, yeah. it's still pretty bad, but like. And it, it does feel like lightly removed from the reality of like, but not at the same time in this situation. But it's it like a romantic, like it's, it's like yeah. a rom com. It's supposed yeah. to, like, I don't but it watch feels fucking realistic You've because Got Nick, Mail. Yeah, like, and Nick, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is realistic. I don't watch Sex in the City for fun. Yeah, it's I like, watch it because I they're rich women that have no money problems. They're all just like having sex with the hottest guys. It doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. And also the hottest women. Um, it just like, and they're all very powerful in control. And like, when someone is like, oh, but you're a woman, it's like, yeah, and I make. 12 more times than you do, bitch. And it's like, yes, go off. Like, I watch TV shows like that for that. I watch Love, Simon, because I wish I had had that. Yeah, exactly, Dynasty. I wish I had had that experience when I was in high school. That's why Mm -hmm. the book meant so much to me. I also, Mm -hmm. I talk about this every episode. I started this podcast because I wish I had more books like these when I was in high school. Yeah. 
imagine how much more like mentally sound I would be if I had had access to things that make me feel like a normal human being at a younger age. Can you imagine how powerful it would be if queer children had support? If I had blue eyes and I had su- and queer people had support, it would be over for everyone. Everyone. Oh, I'm halfway there. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're already too powerful. You can't have any yeah, support. Yeah, I understand what I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. I don't know. That just kind of makes me really sad for people that they like don't want to enjoy something that makes me feel so happy because they're it just upsets them. But at the same yeah. time, I did start the podcast by saying this show made me so happy that it actually I shot the moon and I got sad about it because yeah. I was so happy about it. And I was like, no, oh, that's fuck. that's the thing. Like, I think the the story of like, oh, this isn't raunchy enough. Well, it's not supposed to be. Alice Osman is not that person. They oh, don't write no, things yeah. like that. If you want that. We just watched. We just yeah. We just watched something that was overtly horny to the point where I forgot how horny the book was. I think that generally, and this is just like a neutral statement about all media, is that a huge problem currently that I am noticing and stuff and critique is that people get upset when stuff doesn't check every single box. Like people no longer have the ability to be like this movie was meant for this reason to tell this story and that's it yeah they are so concerned about identifying with every piece of media like on a personal level or not even not even that but just like unable to understand something without like drawing a personal like yeah that they get upset when the things that they expect or things they want to see are in everything and it's like this isn't for you. <laughs> no, like if I let me think of like a book that we've read that like I can't specifically relate to fully. Cemetery Boys. I'm okay, not. Yeah. I'm not a dead ghost, half Shit. dead boy. I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to reveal this. I'm not like a half dead boy looking for you know a, a you know someone to use magic for me. Also, like mm-hmm. the lead character of that is a trans person. Mm-hmm. Like I. I don't re- specifically relate to that experience. So I'm not supposed to enjoy this book. Like you can't just like yeah, read exactly, or absorb yeah. something. Also, like I'm not a straight person. I'm watching suits. I think that was developed specifically for straight people. Yeah. Not a queer person in the room. It just doesn't. And I understand that you could, you have like a deeper connection, to something when it has a personal meaning, yeah, but absolutely. To- discredit something for being bad because you think that it doesn't like align exactly with what you wanted to get out of it. Yeah. I think it's just like bad form. Exactly. And like, there's something to be said, like, I wish that we had more, you know, if you, if you are the kind of gay person that thinks you're like the most rotted human being on the planet. Sure. You're Wendy Williams. I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, there is absolutely something somewhere that you can watch that probably f- fulfills that in a way that like, yeah, go like, please go watch that. Or like we would, I would love to see your interpretation of that media. I would love to see like you write something that like feels like that. Uh, that's how yeah. a lot of books happen is people write something that they feel is missing or like relates to them. Yeah. Um, and I'm not exactly. saying that, like, Oh, boohoo. You can't find something that fits you. It's like, okay, you, this, maybe this thing doesn't, fulfill this like box you're looking to have like you know checked off like there's a way to have that conversation without saying that it's bad exactly not everything has to be for you and that's okay i'm just going to say the little mermaid boom that's it 
The Little Mermaid. Like, people are getting pissed off because Ariel is, it, it oh, isn't okay, white okay. anymore. Okay. Uh, but That's fine. You can't yeah. understand why, like, this means something to someone. Yeah, exactly. No, it's very, yeah, exactly. Just that. Exactly. Like, I remember, I think, I hate, I feel like we always talk about this, but, like, I remember talking about how important Love, Simon was to me. And I think I remember, like, a coworker, like, rolling their eyes at me. And I was like, are you joking? Mm-hmm. The next time you talk about something that you clearly like, I'm going to audibly make a vomiting sound. Yeah. Like, does that feel good to you? No. It's not. It means something to me because it's the first thing that I've experienced at this level that, like, is treated like a Cameron Diaz movie in the 1990s. So, like, it it meant a lot. It was so, like, it was really revolutionary because it was so... Shallow is not the right word, but because it had a lot of, it was really, it had like a lot of beautiful scenes. It was a scenes. classic rom-com. It was simple. It was yeah. simple. Yeah, it was basic. Like, it's just like, give me, I will I will pay for that over and over and over again. That's why all exactly. of those different and versions And I have what of, I will. Yeah, exactly. That's why all those different versions of You've Got Mail exist. As I listen, we have a decades of uh, rom-coms, rom-coms to, to catch for. up on. And also yeah. like, the TV or the TV show that movie Bottoms that's coming out, like oh, that's so like the that. perfect example of like these people rotted, rotted gays. To, yes, exactly. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like people want more of that to like. We you can know, have both things. So we can have both things. Yeah, but like if one comes out over the other, like I don't want people to be like, Ugh, this, oh God, this is just well, it's not for you. Heartstopper yeah. is for a person that likes a rom com, and they just want it's for me, like literally. No mentions of like war or like whatever. They just want to watch something where they can turn their brain off so their heart can turn on. I just want to, yeah. Is I just that so wrong? Love. I want to turn my fucking brain off and wish that I had had these joyful queer experiences in a time when my brain was still forming. Yeah. Does that just let my it brain happen. is done forming and I'm upset about it? Yes, let it form some more. But like, yeah. that's the thing, like. Is that I think that's my moral of the story. I got, and this is only season one. I know. I can't just wait. I have. We're yeah. gonna have more opinions. I mean, a lot of. I think a lot of what we talked about is just like the general existence of Heartstopper. We didn't get yeah. too into the nitty gritty, but no. I think you should watch it. If you go, if I'm, if I'm honestly, I think I'm the last person on this planet. Both of us, the last person on this planet who haven't seen this show. So yeah. I but, feel like, like I'm just telling people to watch a show that they've already seen, but go watch it again because. No, it exactly. Really nice. And also, the thing that's really amazing about this is that you have two different versions of this media to absorb. Actually, yeah. three, because you can pick up Heartstopper in a single book, I think. You know, different books. But oh, yeah, the, book. yeah. You can read the it volumes. online. You can read it physically, like a little manga. It's but, literally for free online. Yes, like literally, this is a free website. <laughs> Me screaming about Twitter. This is a free website. This is and, a free thing that you can read that Alice Osmond... Wrote for us. Yes. That, that, the, literally the video of Abby, no, Alana running out of the bodega and screaming, just going <laughs> like, that's, that's how I feel about this. And it's how yeah. I always felt like about this. It's how uh-huh. I've always felt about Alice's work. Yes. A thing that I would like to end the episode with is that Alice's work is very thoughtful. It's like mm-hmm. very romantic um, yeah. in a way that is just like very sweet, I think is very it's nice. So sweet. I think that 
these two characters are really great and they're very nuanced and they're very deep because in the comic, there's a lot more that comes up and I'm interested to see like how Charlie's character specifically evolves um, Mm -hmm. because there are like some like pretty deep things that like don't get spoken about in a lot of like media that is about men. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's not necessarily good things, but it's good that we're talking about them. And I'm curious, like, how Netflix will handle them. Also, yeah, like, I, I'm a little a little scared, but also, like, it's been so good so far. I can't imagine if Al still, you know, has anything to say that it would be handled in a poor way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about this recently. I think Netflix does queer media better than other streaming platforms. Yeah. I agree. Change my mind. I'm that guy sitting behind that fucking little um, fold-up table. This has changed my mind. Because okay, I'm trying to think. Royal Blue was good. I'm but trying like to that think about it. It's a TV show, not a, a movie. It wasn't, it it wasn't handled time. well. It wasn't given the budget it needed. It was just, no. it was rushed. It, it all was, went to Uma Thurman's wigs. It felt sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. But comparatively, like, let's say Love Victor, because we've talked about the movie enough, the, that TV show I thought was really nice. Yeah. We haven't finished it yet, but it's it feels nice. Um, and like that was like given a budget because it was supposed to be on Disney first. Yeah. But like I think that Netflix, for as fucking annoying as they are, they handle queer media a lot of the times. I would say more so than not, they handle queer media like pretty well. Um, at least in the things that I've consumed lately, in a way that I'm like, wow, this is actually really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because they know that queer people will watch things. Yeah. And we'll also talk shit about things too. I'm looking at you, they, them. They were not slashing them. Okay. I have two (laughs) things left to finish up. Okay. One, Mm -hmm. did you notice that Alice is in the show? Did you notice the cameo? No. (laughs) I'll have to look it up. Um, I don't think I know what Alice looks like. A sweet little British person with like, Red curly hair. Is it one of the teachers? Who's There's like, no, it's no dialogue. It's it's literally just like a shot. It's just like a, a visual cameo that I am just a freak and I recognized her. That happens in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, and I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Becky Albertalli and Adam Silver are also in um, the house party scene for Love <gasps> Simon. There's an episode of Outlander that has Diana Gabalon in it. <laughs> There's an episode of Gossip she gave Girl that has dialogue, the creative the, the woman who created Gossip Girl is in it. Like the woman Stephanie who wrote the book. Stephanie Meyer is at uh, Edward and Bella's wedding <laughs> in the oh, movies. See, I love this shit. This um, is so cute. Um, do you want me to tell you? Or do you want to fi- look it up? I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it myself. Maybe they're in the second season. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Are they a student? Or like they in no. a student scene? Oh, okay. No. Hmm. Okay. Maybe we'll see it again. Maybe, okay, we'll, maybe you'll watch the maybe we'll watch season one again. Yeah. What's um, the second okay. part? The second thing is who's your favorite character? Oh no. Sorry. I think that it's incredibly courageous that Nick comes out and is like a very like well known like person at that school. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and does so in such a dramatic way. Um mm-hmm. I also really like Kit Connor, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say I absolutely adore um, Elle. Mm -hmm. I think that she's just like, I think 
a little underrated right now in terms of like the script that they're given, but um, yeah. I feel like maybe second season they'll be like a little bit more loose, if you will. Sh- yeah, I'm hoping. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem really shy, which they are. Mm-hmm. So they're acting really well. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that um, it, I think it's L and Kit. So Nick, I okay. think those two are great. Well, who's yours? I should agree a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like a little unfair because it's like, well, the main cast is on the screen the most. You have the most time with them. So like yeah. John, Joe Locke. I can't call him John Locke. I don't know That's why. why I was like, wait, is it Joe or Joe? When I was talking about it's, it earlier. It's Joe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Joe, yeah, Joe Locke and Kit Connor are phenomenal actors. They do really intense emotional scenes extremely well. Nick looks like he's um, crying the first five episodes. There are three episodes crying. left he's, after that. He looks Cry like he's eyes. crying in every episode. Every time he like does little puppy dog eyes, I want to like melt into the wall. Yeah. He's so talented. But like, literally, um, literally cry eyes. I'm gonna I'm gonna um do my usual shtick and I'm gonna oh, talk about you love some Olivia side characters. Coleman. You love Olivia Coleman. Well, Olivia Coleman's Phenomenal actress, yeah. but no, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to throw a, a wild card at you. Tao? I really like Imogene. <laughs> she is an extremely small part. She is like the straight girl mm-hmm. that is very into Nick and she keeps flirting with him. And there's like a moment where he, she asks him out in front of everyone. So he feels like obligated to say yes. And they have a like, kind of like a sweet moment where he like, doesn't come out to her later, mm-hmm. but he's kind of just like, I don't want to date you because I don't feel about you that way, but I still really mm-hmm. appreciate you as a person. And I think yeah. you're a really good friend. And I just need you to know that I'm like going through something and I'm yeah. like, kind and they've of known each other the longest, I, I think. But I just, it's, yeah. this is, I think more credit to Alice's writing because I mm-hmm. think it, this is something I notice more so in her writing, but like when they write characters, there are, like delicious rom-com tropes, but there are like not the same kind of rom-com tropes that like kind of sour story. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you have a storyline that is two men who are trying, who are going to be romantically involved and you throw in a third character who is, oh, a woman, yeah. who is possibly going to be romantically involved or was romantically involved at one point with one of the leads. She yeah. is a complete, bitch she is a terrible person she's or she's an idiot yeah she's like the worst human alive yeah and this like 15 year old girl is so chill about the boy that she has a huge crush on rejecting her and then sort of coming out to her the same day that her dog died i would just like to point that out i would just like to point that out same day that her dog died so that's sweet to him and i really liked all of the scenes she ends i think the actress Mm -hmm. who plays her raya norwood is very very cute and quirky and i I really appreciated her she's she feels very british she has extreme you said this in last episode um about the actor who plays um the prince prince henry Yes. Extreme British face. Extreme British face. But in a different way. Yeah. He looks like in he's like made way. of marble. She looks like she's a real person and she's so pretty. And she's got like, she's got beautiful, like, I love the hair that she has. I think she's she has just the, like, like a really great. She's in the front. She's yeah. so cute. I she's love just her. like I a just really, really cool character. Her. And I'm glad that it kind of reminded me of Leah in the way that, like. Yeah. 
these people are just like very friendly with each other. And it's like, oh, maybe we just like love each other as friends. I think so. The thing that I said earlier in the episode, when straight men are kind to me, you know, when you have like, when you love someone and it's like, wait, like I love you. You're like one of my best friends. Just kidding. Yeah. I saw that face. You bitch. Um, (laughs) I'm leaving that in. Sorry. Are you telling me how much you love me? No, exactly. But like, do you understand like that can be confused for like romantic love? Sure. Yeah. Because it's like, it's so close. It's almost like, it's probably the same thread of fabric, if you will. Um, But like, especially when you're young too, like. Oh yeah. She could like also like actually just like really love Nick in a way that's like, no, I love you. I love you. And I think she does. Yeah, exactly. I I hope that she kind of stays a character because I did really like her. And if she doesn't, I'm just going to imagine that they're still friends. Yeah. Um, I I think that they probably, yeah, still will be. Um, and then my own litmus, I just have to do a little shout out and I'm not going to, I promise this will not draw out the episode much longer, but, yeah. um, the art teacher who is kind of, he's just like the sweetest You're gonna man alive. You're going to love I, the Paris times. I, oh, fuck, I can't wait. I just mm-hmm. like any time that we have, there is a teen drama and you have an art teacher that is basically like the only adult who cares about these children. Yep. It's so correct and real and accurate to real life and also extremely needed and i think it's very important in shows like this especially the kid if kids are watching this who are the age of these characters to Mm -hmm. understand that there are adults who actually care about them because exactly especially in in high school yep that is Mm -hmm. not a common thread so i just really liked his character i just wanted to like a little highlight on him no and also also the actor's great that's realistic to like my life. I'm like best friends with my English teacher from high school. She no, really exactly. did like a lot for me personally. And she was always there in the same capacity that I would say that Charlie's art teacher is. Um, What's that meme? That's like, show, show me a man, a powerful man. And I'll show you like the woman, whatever behind him or yeah. supporting it. But it's mm-hmm. like, show me, a gay adult and I'll show you the English the teacher arts teacher yeah. that supported them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crisis. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll like every, yeah. Every gay kid needs like a teacher that was like, yeah, you can eat in my room. Yeah, exactly. You just, and like a lot of the times they're not even queer. They're just no, like, yeah. yeah, you're weird. That's fine. You can come in. You I can do like out. that. He was like explicitly gay though. That, that yeah. was very fun. But um, I just, yeah, that just a little special shout out. It feels nice that um, the cast of this TV show is almost all uh, queer. It's nice. I love I love all the, these little freaks. Yeah, these these little <laughs> freaks. These are my little freaks. These are um, my, my freaks. But I will say, as my finishing thoughts, mm-hmm. my expectations for this show were extremely high. I had only pretty much heard positive things about it and mm-hmm. good things about it, and mm-hmm. it still exceeded my expectations. I'm obsessed and I love that for you. Y'all, season two just came out pretty recently. Um, so you have, I think at this point, 16 episodes to watch. Mm-hmm. Get to watching, gay. And if you just rewatch them over and over, then that's mm-hmm. infinite episodes. Yeah, exactly. And then you have the comic to go through. And there's so and much comic. comic to go through. So much comic. And there's um, blooper reels. Oh, I didn't need to hear that. No. Not on a day where it's 11.28 at night. I didn't need to hear that. We're not not doing that tonight. They're so cute. No, we can watch season two and then we can watch blooper reels together. That seems fine. But yeah, I 
we've been doing the like watching things because um the last <laughs> I want to say all of August sucked for me specifically um I I think maybe a little bit for Sophie too and we just wanted to turn our brains off and watch some TV and some movies um so it's I hope it's a good time in the summer to just enjoy some some lighthearted yeah. gay things Exactly. We just wanted to to watch some things and vibe and just sit on the couch um, and be in the same room experiencing this media together. So hopefully you guys like us, you know, doing a few episodes of like television slash movie stuff. Um, I know that we will be getting back into um, books at the end of September. Um, mm-hmm. We have we got some a book. stuff on the back burner. Yeah, we got a book called end papers that we spoke about earlier in the year that we wanted to read but uh then august happened so yeah um thanks taylor yeah truly okay taylor um all right well everyone my name is brandon patrick that's sylvie green this week we've been speaking about heartstopper both the comic and the tv show um, just the first season though just the first season we'll be the next episode will be the second season but um, yes, my name is Brendan Patrick, the Silver Green, and you've been listening to the Superlit Podcast. I'm going to go rewatch season one. No, Bye. we're watching a new episode. Don't do this. Outro music.